0: in the garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. Franchise killers.
1: (laughs) Failed Failed franchises. franchises. What are we calling
0: this again? Failed franchises. (laughs) Coal in your stocking for December Studios. Yeah, baby. Your movie didn't fare as well as as
1: you had hoped it would fail. No, you got a big fat sack of coal.
0: (laughs) Sack of coal.
1: Sack of coal. (laughs) <laughs> Take it like you just read into what you want. Whatever, man. Um, yes.
0: It's somebody's sack. It's a sack. It's a sack of something. It's well, yeah. Santa said, you know what? <laughs> he made this movie. All right. Well, here you go. Here's some coal for you. If you crush it really hard into your fat ass, you can make a diamond out of it. Possibly. But not Jonah Hex. Hey, look, let's okay.
1: So, what are we We're doing Jonah Hex. You know that because you're looking at the episode and yes. it says Jonah Hex, and you're like, What the fuck are you guys going to talk about? Jonah Hex, the movie's only 80 minutes long, so you better not. This episode better not go over 35 minutes. I promise you, it won't. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, hey, look, man, here's the thing I, I want to say, and I said this to you earlier. This movie was not nearly, I mean, I avoided this movie for fucking ever until about Mm -hmm. four weeks ago uh, after I watched another movie. It came up in my recs and I was like, oh man, should I watch? Yeah, I've never seen it. So, But this movie is not nearly as awful as I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, It's short. And I mean, I feel like that helps. Yeah. I avoided it up
0: until 24 hours ago. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I watched it again today. It's okay. Let's just say a couple of things about it. The reason why it's so short, and what that wasn't intentional. They they had some problems with the production where their sets burned down.
1: Yeah, set. I mean, the whole fucking town burned down.
0: That's a problem (laughs)
1: when eighty percent of your movie takes place in this town. Sure. So what are we gonna do now? You notice there's a lot of scenes with him on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) That you're like, why
0: is he writhing? Where is he? This is why you don't film the finale in the middle of your shoot.
1: Yeah, man, you don't start with the end of the
0: movie,
1: <laughs> <laughs> boneheads. Although I mean, this looks so let's see. If this is Legendary Pictures. This, I mean, this is. Was Joel Silver one of the producers? Was Joel Silver a producer on this? I don't think so. No, no. he was. Was he? Was? Is, wasn't Legend? Was he? He was Legendary Pictures. No.
0: No, no, just Silver.
1: Oh yeah, 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 right.
0: Yeah, Legendary oh, yeah. was something else. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, is that, that Kiva Goldsman? Goldsman. No, I yeah, that. it's Kiva it's yeah, yeah. Goldsman and uh, Andrew Lazar, all those guys. Matt LeBlanc. Well,
0: <laughs> this, it's funny because <laughs> <laughs> Weed Road, baby. For the inaugural uh, fail franchise theme that we have, this is actually a V two. Uh, we, but what what and with the other movie we 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 decided not to cover. Well, does this say it's not pets? for this Let's month. just say it's uh, Silver Bullet. Yeah. Too, <laughs> it's got silver bullet status right now, as of until whenever. It's silver
1: bullet status,
0: correct? But but but, but with just like with that movie, and again, we're not going to specify. This movie would have served better as well from being told over a longer period of time in smaller chunks. As a movie, as a feature film, its runtime of eighty-one minutes is just what it needs to be. As you said, yeah, totally. A minute longer, and it would have been too much. Nope.
1: No, it doesn't need to be, this movie is actually the perfect length. I was, I was shocked and surprised and actually quite grateful that it was only 81 minutes. Yeah. And, and considering what they had to work with, I, I didn't think it was that bad. And I, I feel like, you know, Brolin is, the, 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 one, the mm-hmm. one thing this movie does have going for it is Josh Brolin. Yep. And it's funny because I think I also told you, if you would have asked me a month ago who was the
0: star of Jonah Hex, I would have said Tom Jane. And that's fair because, because he was, he was, he was uh, campaigning for it. Right. Like in my Thomas Jane was, he was campaigning for it to the point yeah. where he, to a point where he got all dressed up and took photographs and was sent to Akiva because he wanted to be in it.
1: Yeah. In yeah. my mind, that was, that happened. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, sometimes I live in that <laughs> other, I live in the other dimension too much. And when I come back into this one. <laughs> I carry shit with me, obviously, and I was carrying that with me. Like, yeah, no, no, Tom Jane is in Jonah Hex. What, what, what is Josh Brolin doing in this movie? I, th- I thought I had the wrong movie. I was like, wait a second, did yeah. they pull? Did somebody switch this on me? But he's good. Like he, he kind of, you know, I mean, his. This was like the perfect role for Brolin because I feel like Brolin is not doing anything but Brolin.
0: But this it works. It's right. It's kind of like him in Deadpool too. Right. Like that's, that's exactly it. Anybody that ha- had an argument and I saw this, I saw somebody create this, this position when Deadpool two got, uh, when, when he got announced to be cable and he, people are like going, Oh, he's not going to pull that off. And somebody goes here, watch this trailer. And it was a trailer for Jonah Hex. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's cable. <laughs> That's Josh. Yeah, totally. So,
1: I mean, what yeah. was awesome was, uh, you know, I mean, again, the, the opening sequence is kind of fun. But, I mean, there's some stuff in it that right away like, kind of scared me a little bit, like the Gatling guns on the sides of the horse. I was like, oh, yeah. no, it's going to be that. I, I immediately thought Wild Wild West, and I was terrified for about, <laughs> about 30 <laughs> seconds.
0: <laughs> okay, let's just run down the cast. Okay, obviously, you've seen the poster. Everybody knows that, well, you did until yesterday, two right. days ago. But Josh Brolin is Jonah Hex. Correct. But also of Megan Fox is in this. Yeah. And the baddie is played by John Malkovich. But as Correct. the movie goes, you're like, you see people and you're like, holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Like what holy the fuck's Michael Fassbender doing in this movie? Fastbender. What is Will Arnett doing in this movie? <laughs> right i thought that you know I, I i like will arnett a lot i just thought it was cool that somebody said you know what let's put will arnett in a serious movie i mean it's not a serious movie but his role was was a drama role yeah he doesn't he yeah the,
1: what i when i saw him i was um again mortified for about 30 seconds <laughs> and then he was like, i was like no, he's fine because he's playing it straight he is playing that role the way it should be played. He's not like trying to be, exactly. he's not trying to upstage Jonah Hex by being a fucking smart ass, you know, with some shitty smart ass quips. Yep. He's, he knows he's playing his role perfectly. He's doing just what it should be. Yep. Wes Bentley. <laughs> yeah. Now Wes Bentley, it was funny because you, when you said that to me, I was like, cause I don't think it, it didn't really dawn on me until I watched it again today. Now he is the guy who plays like the alderman, right? Like that he's the guy, the rich plantation owner that like, Uh, Novich goes to okay, yeah. He he looks weird as fuck in this movie, dude. Like he's had some like I don't remember him looking like that in you know whatever movies he was in in the early like ten years earlier. He looks drastically different to me.
0: Before Tobey Maguire got to be Spider Man for Sam Raimi. Wes Bentley turned on the role. He was gonna. Right. He was flying high after after American Beauty, and he was going to be Spider Man. And he got asked years later. I'm like, well, why didn't you take that? Because well, honestly, comic book movies weren't doing anything. You know, they and it's true. I mean, other than actually sure. Fantastic Four had failed, he was like, oh, oh no, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. Right. Okay, how many comic book movies has that guy done since then? Like four. Right. <laughs>
1: Right. So. Well, I mean, he's like, I'm doing Ghost Rider <laughs> and I'm doing Jonah Hex. He, he, yeah. he, he got the two most important <laughs> ones. Uh, look, I'm going to say the, in 1999, I want to say that was not only was it his problem, but I wanted to say I think Sean Connery might have turned down The Matrix and maybe Lord of the Rings. So, you know, Wes, Wes Bentley, you know, who knew, dude? Like people didn't know that that was going to be the next wave of movies, right? Like these yeah giant, heavy CGI laden, you know,
0: things. Right. John Gallagher Jr. is in this, who we, who we had a great deal of praise for yeah. in Cloverfield Lane. Tom Wopat. Okay. Tom Wopat. Dude, I was like, when I see him, I'm like going, <laughs> damn, Tom Wopat, just going for it, dude. <laughs> he was just, he's trying so hard to like, and he was
1: great, dude. Oh I didn't, my I gosh. I did not recognize him at first. It took me a moment to like realize that that was Tom Wopat. I thought he was great. Yeah. I, I think he's yeah. he's great in it. Michael Shannon
0: shows up in this movie. Which was weird. I love Michael Shannon when he's completely maniacal, like he is in this. Yeah, he is just totally. You know what? Don't try to give me any any kind of emotion. Don't give me any kind of nuances. Just find the line and step promptly over it and just go for it. That's what he does. I just
1: want to see you be the Ice Man. I don't. I don't want to see you do anything else. I don't want to see you be tender. (laughs) I don't want to see you be. I don't want to see you do anything. Except for be that guy, I want to see you be General Fucking Zod from uh, Man of Steel. That's and, and he's doing exactly what I want him to do in this movie. I think it's great. And Julia yeah. Jones is in this movie, dude.
0: Gosh, I love her. And it's like like when she popped up, I had no idea she was in. I think I texted you, and I going? Oh, Julia Jones is in this. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, the casting is so the casting's pretty great, dude. It's broad, but it's also very exact. It very. Everybody's really good at it too That's the thing yeah. about it. like everybody's really you could tell the unfortunate side effect of having your set burned down, your main your main uh, part portion of your of your movie yes. it forces you to to cobble this movie together with very, very limited reshoots. And still make a coherent movie because I can't say that about other movies we've watched this year, even when they're over two hours long. I've seen plenty of movies that are completely incoherent that we've watched but this still pulls, like you said, this pulls it off in 81 minutes.
1: Yeah, no, totally, right? Like the other two, there's two other cameos, basically. I'm gonna, one, Aiden Quinn shows up as Ulysses S. Grant. And he's great, right? Yeah, and then how happy were you to see Rance Howard as the as the guy taking the uh, telegram? Yes. The telegraph from, uh, from Jonah Hex. <laughs> Stop.
0: One more for you. Uncredited as Jeb Turnbull. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Now that was an uncredited. Oh yeah. uh, That was uncredited. And Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick perfectly at home being Jonah Hex's armor. Dude, when he, because the fact that he was armor, I'm like going, dude, that is so perfect. I had no idea he was in the movie, much less. Right. How it almost like seems like this is, this is like a descendant. Like like, there's an ancestor to it for, to his character in the John Wick movies. Yeah. So, it, it kind of reminded me, too, of uh, of Christopherson
1: as Whistler in, uh, totally. in Blade,
0: right? Yeah, which is great because Whistler was always with a name, but also he was always presented as kind of like a an unkillable, like, outlaw, cowboy right. type. Like, he was always, even even in Blade 2, he was still kind of a cowboy. Yeah, so, I, yeah, dude, and Lance is just, you're kind of like, oh, he's kind of playing up the role. And then when he had that super close-up and him and, and, him and Jonah are talking, and he just, and then he just, does, he just goes, just gives him the lance. Just gives him the lance. And it was just, dude. It, again, it's one of those movies like, all right, if this movie was 82 minutes, it would have to be 60 seconds of lance, and then I'd be okay with that. But that would be Sure.
1: It. I mean, th- there's a, you know, the thing about this movie, what the movie does, the movie does a lot of things right. I mean, I, I, look, here's the thing. People are going to be like, why are you guys talking about Jonah Hex? They are. Because nobody talks about <laughs> Jonah Hex because everybody, I have never met anybody who, when I said, Jonah Hex, they didn't go, Fucking, what a piece of shit, pilot. I don't feel that way necessarily. I understand no. why people probably don't like this movie. I'm not that familiar and married to the Jonah Hex comics or anything. Of
0: course not. Right.
1: What I liked about it was that it was brief. I got all the information I needed. Some of it felt like I was like they, they, they just had to compress everything, obviously, because they did. But I, I don't think the movie would have been better if it was 20 minutes no. longer. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't I, I don't imagine so. what, what would you add? What you're getting, I mean, Malkovich, dude, Malkovich is just fucking chewing up scenery. Like fucking nobody's business. Dude. I mean, he always <laughs> does that. Right. I mean, there's, there's right. like, I mean, for me, like John Malkovich is a guy that it's, I, I can take him in small doses because I feel like always he's so, he's so much bigger than the movie he's in. Like he walks into a scene And like everybody either better leave and just let him do his thing. Or you, uh, or, you know, you need to bring in like three or four other characters to fucking compete against whatever he's
0: doing. Right.
1: This it's not this. It it is exactly that in this movie. There's some, there's two really good scenes with him and, um, and uh, Brolin. Like, I love the flashback scene where we see how Jonah Hex got his scar and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, and then the scene that we see in the dead, right? Like, we see Hex oh, in the dream world.
0: Okay. That's one of the few times going back and forth between that, that actually worked. Yeah. usually totally. that whole blown out red sky thing. It's just kind of like, do we see this already? You know, like it's, yep. it, it's a little tired, but it's, you know, it's funny though. One of the things I really dug about his character in this, it, again, speaking of ancestors and their descendants, this feels like his character in this feels like he could almost be Mitch Leary's ancestor, Mitch Leary, his character from in the line of fire. Just as guy trying to overthrow the government, just yeah. this is, I'm going to create a new world, you yep. know, the way I see fit. Very much the same kind of guy. And the thing is, we don't get him ever playing an over-the-top guy like this. Now, as you know, to tune up senior quite a bit, but you know what? He's in the movie just enough. He's not in it too much. Right. I don't know if they took things out because they weren't able to film the other things that would that would counterpoint those other scenes. But he's in it, he's in it a fair amount. So even, I, I, and that's you yeah. have to walk that fine line though, right? I feel like it's well, it's the Jeff Spicoli rule. How much Spicoli right. is too
1: much Spicoli, and how much is way too right. much Spicoli? I mean, that's kind of right. what you, I mean. There's just about the right amount of Malkovich in this movie anymore. And it right. just becomes like, you know, it's not his movie anymore. It becomes the Joker. It's like the fucking, it's like Burton's first Batman. It becomes the Jack Nicholson show. Then you could just call this movie Turnbull.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, The movie was was a, was an adaptation uh, done by uh, Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor, who of course are the Crank guys. Now they wrote, they started working on the script right after they filmed film Pathology, which only they they wrote, they didn't direct. And then just before they did Gamer, they finished it up and turned it in. That's when they started shooting Jonah Hex right after that. They weren't involved. I just think it's funny how those two did the Ghost Rider sequel and here they are writing this. What a lot of people felt like, and that's probably why, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they got Ghost Riders because of this. But what they wrote here, again, we're, it's, we don't know what else there was for them to shoot. But I've seen enough interviews with both with both Mark and Brian uh, these Mark and Bryans, not the not no, the, the, radio not Mark the and other Mark and Bryans from the Mark and Bryan show. No, 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 no. These are the these are the um talented ones. Mm. They, <laughs> mm. no, I'm just kidding. What they did here is great. I mean, it, all I did when you know you could see the over the topness, still kind of working with the same. One of the things that they added that I thought was you know going through the trivia again because neither one of us is familiar with, I mean, with any concentrated understanding anyway of Jonah Hex. We are both aware of what it was and where it originates, but they but both Brian and Mark were very smart in in what they knew about it and they added that whole thing with Jeffrey D Morgan when he brings him back from yep. the dead so we can talk to him. That wasn't a comic book thing. That was a power he only has in the movie. It was super cool stuff. though.
1: I liked all this. I, I liked great. that power, and I liked yeah, I liked the crows. You know, the the crow nation, the, and and also the fact that every you know every time he went into the spirit world, the crows and the crows were you know all that right. I thought was awesome. Do that first. That first time we see him speak with the dead when he's speaking with that prisoner in the uh, or is it that, that's
0: before we see him do Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jeffrey D. Morgan plays Turnbull, and that's when his friend goes, "Why don't you go ask your friend Turnbull?" Yeah, that's when right. he makes, that's when he goes and digs him up. Yeah,
1: that's that we got Tom Wopat as yeah. tells him that shit. Right? No. Yeah, Wopat? yeah. When they're having yeah. that big uh,
0: the, the kumite moment. Yeah,
1: dude, what the <laughs> fuck? That's a fucking that, and that's a weird fucking moment. I feel like that's a moment right? out of another movie. Like I was like, where is this fucking character from?
0: <laughs> right, the baddie that's down below in the ring fighting lizard a, fucking thing. Right on my, like, did it okay, does everybody else see that this guy's not, not a human? Does everybody right. else see that? I, I was almost like, uh, there's lots of times in the movie where I thought too, is everybody able to see everything that Jonah right. Hex sees as Correct. far as like the supernatural? Well, that's what I was wondering too. And it feels like not everybody can see it, right? Right,
1: exactly. I mean, I mean the thing is they don't explain that. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go with that is what is happening. Like a Hex can see all that shit. Because he's been to the other side, right? Right. So to him, none of that shit fucking, you know, he doesn't bat an eye when he sees that weird shit. But like, you know, everybody else is just like seeing this guy kick the shit out of everybody. But I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's definitely a weird moment. It feels a little like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. And here's the other thing. It's not really that consistent. And also, they didn't make that. I, I was waiting for that thing to come back from somewhere. I was waiting for it to come back like whether it attacks was going to attack Hex or whether it was going to attack um, Lila or somebody, you know, it was going to, you know, somehow it was going to show up in the employment of Turnbull. I was like, Oh, I'd be so pissed. And I, I, I'm glad they just left it alone and we never saw it again.
0: Right. You know, cause Burke is weird enough. In the finale, the other big weapon, <laughs> the gun on the ship. Is experimental weapon. It's the whole. That's the whole plan. Is like is that Malkovich wants to take over the world with this ship and just blowing shit up, right? What an incredibly accurate weapon Dude. <laughs> for an experimental weapon. Well, first of all, I don't even really
1: understand how it works, which is fine. I don't fine. either. Uh, I don't whatever. either. It's like, like you shoot cannonballs <laughs> first. Right, regular cannonballs (laughs) that that don't hit anything but dirt road. And then all of a sudden, I mean, do you launch those little globe, the snow globes out of the same cannon? Or is there a special (laughs) cannon? Snow globes. I mean, that's, that's what they look like they look like fucking snow gloves yeah. i was sure that somebody was gonna they're gonna shake one up and that you know he was gonna you know and, and we were gonna see jonah hex in it like you know turnbull's gonna be holding it like
0: he's there get him
1: uh you know it was just uh and then you know the, like i said i was at, i was also sure during the finale that like one of those fucking crystal balls was going right up malkovich's ass i was like what is he gonna do with that thing
0: you know I mean, it's Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> the, uh... The, I have to say, though, uh, the one... Usually, we, we talk about movies in this window of time and the CG just failing The yeah. everything. Uh, that's not that bad in this. The burn effects, like, when he's got a hold of somebody as they're yep. going to hell is pretty fucking good, man. When he puts the dirt yeah. on the guy. Dirt likes, dirt. Yes, the the dirt, cool likes dirt. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean,
1: all that... that yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: like the prosthetic on his face didn't look that bad. I mean, I thought it looked pretty good. Nope. The, all the the practical makeup I thought was pretty good. Right. I mean, I feel like they used the CGI sparingly enough. I mean, there's there's obviously some stuff, but they, there's a lot of but there's a lot of stuff they could have done that they didn't. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that you know after you burn your set down, the studio's like, okay, just finish the fucking movie. Nope, don't get that. Don't get right. that. Don't get that. You don't get any of that. Just finish the
0: movie. Oh, and it makes me wonder how many visual effects they were already planning with animatics right. and stuff that we never got because they didn't have a plate to work with. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean.
1: But again, I don't miss any of that shit. I don't. I mean, no. not, for, not for what we end up getting. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe, I mean, this might be the only thing I've ever, I mean, this and what was the other Megan Fox movie? Uh, Jennifer's Body. Yeah, I love Jennifer's Body. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I don't, I thought she was fine in this. I don't, I don't think she's bad at yeah. all. I mean, you know, I mean, I remember somebody <laughs> who's explaining the, the movie to me at one point and they were saying, yeah, it's just, it's, it's outside of Brolin. I mean, you got Megan Fox as a, as the fucking hooker. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what does that mean? I mean, what, what, she came from a, I've only seen her in Transformers movie at this point, I, you know, and Jennifer's body. I, I didn't think it was weird. I don't know. I don't know why. What is all the, I mean, what is all the, why do people not like her? I don't know. I honestly, I'm asking because I have no idea. When she smacks Fastbinder and he punches her and knocks her out. Yeah. I was like, Wow. Well, she can take a punch because <laughs> I don't know that they would do that now. Like in 2010, they were still doing it, but I mean, Ooh. but I guess he's the bad guy. Maybe they would do it. I don't know.
0: Dude, Fassbender is unrecognizable with all those weird tattoos and shit. I love him. He's, I mean, I know it says something to be like to be pasty and all that stuff because he, he's English, but I think he's great and, and he's clearly going for it. And if. Yeah. If the killer is the last thing you saw him in and you saw him in this next, which is exactly what happened with me. I didn't see him in anything in between because it was just two weeks ago. I saw the killer. Right. He's just like going, that's so fun, man. He's just like going, that's, you could tell he's just like going, I'm just going to fucking go nuts with this. And he does. And he's great. He's super fun in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everybody in Turnbull's gang is kind of just, they're just playing it loose and just kind of following Malkovich's, you know, lead. I mean, there's some impressive stuff in here, like the train, when they take the train early on, it's pretty cool. They're using a real train. Yeah. It's not a fake train. I mean, obviously there was way more planned to happen in that town <laughs> because yeah. you don't build that and then just, <laughs> you know, you don't just build that for a couple scenes. I mean, and so burning down. No. I love that they gave him a dog. I'm sure that's part of the uh, comic book, I would bet. Maybe. Especially when he after he says, "Oh, those are hellhounds. hounds." They're probably waiting for you. Yeah. For once I let you go. Don't, yeah. don't you try to pet
0: them. <laughs> I mean, I I love his deadpan delivery for everything. Right. This is one of those times where you get a little bit of that taste of of comic book where the where it's not forced, but it's just there, and it's not over. It's not like you losers. The opening is kind of like when you get introduced to everybody. That it works really well. With this, it just it's just that one one or two moments. Okay, this is another one of those movies that we're both seeing for the first time this week. And again, there are people running around with such disdain for it for 13 years. I mean, I'm not going to run out and buy the movie, but I don't think the hate is deserved. No. Um, I almost wondered based on the fact that it's only made $11 million at the box office and it wasn't a a hit on DVD or Blu-ray... I think you're lying. I think you didn't even see the movie. That's just my thing. I'm, I'm just, I I'm feel like most people, yes,
1: dude, like me. I mean, I didn't see it till two weeks ago. But I was not when going okay. around saying I hate it. Like I, like I told you, I didn't even know who was in the type of thing.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But I feel like most people who have told me they fucking hate Jonah Hex probably haven't seen it, and they probably you know, people who get a hard on with their comic books, like, dude, like, oh, how dare you? Like, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen I feel is another movie that's from a graphic novel that most people who hate it are giant fans of the fucking graphic novel, and they fucking, there's no way that, you know, they just don't, they're not, you can't, we didn't do this right, you know, I mean, who cares, man? I mean, I'm watching the movie, if I wanted the graphic novel, just go buy it. You know, if I wanted to read, you know, if I wanted the comics of Jonah Hex, there's plenty of time for me to have read him between 2010 and now, but I didn't. But I don't hate the movie either. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get another one. Not, this, not with this group of people. <laughs>
0: but No, no. And it's actually cool with the... Cause here's the thing. when This is back when DC was floundering, right? There was nothing yeah. they could do that was worth the shit. The only thing it was doing well for them as far as comic book properties that were under the DC Superman. umbrella were... Batman. Were, well, yeah, just the stuff that, that Nolan was involved in at that point. 2010, right? But when this movie has the difficulties that it has, right? And they finally get around to putting it out. I mean, I mean Warner Brothers is clearly washing their hands of it. You know, they, we're not giving you any more money. Cut what you can cut. If it's if it's if it's comprehensible, we'll put it out. But they drastically cut back its international release too. It was it got cut down by sixty percent of what they were gonna on the screens they would they're gonna put it in. Now that's what I read. I have a hard time believing that is totally factual. I think their hand was forced with limited screens because Toy Story Three came out the same fucking day. Sure. <laughs> so and people were like uh I mean this movie probably was gonna get that much more of an audience. You go up against Toy Story three, dude. Right. I don't know. It's like, what was the other movie? There was another movie that we covered
1: that we felt this, they did the same thing to it. They did. They released it in December.
0: Oh, it was uh, it was Ninja Assassin, Ninja Assassin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. silver pictures. When we cover all the time, Correct. silver, that's, the, that's exactly. But I mean, when you, and that's the thing is nobody thought there was going to be Toy Story three. Right. There, Cause it had been a long time in between movies before they got around to making this. So here it is. I mean, that just says Warner Brothers. Like, I don't, we don't give a shit about this movie. Right. All right. Let's help out with our, with our negative. <laughs> let's help out with our red, with all of our red numbers and accounting.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, if it, if it, if it was today, they would just fucking scrap it and write it off the tax return. That's what their, that's their game
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> from the W, from the WDD, WBD standpoint. Yes. That is exactly how they handle things. But <laughs>
1: yeah. Jeez. I mean, look,
0: you know, ask John Cena, he'll tell you. Well the fun thing about that, by the way, is Jimmy Hayward, who who's a former animator, he actually worked for Pixar and he worked on the first two toys when movies. So here's this movie that goes up against his film his own filmography of sorts. And uh yeah, I mean here's the thing that sucks. I feel bad for Jimmy Hayward. This is his first feature film as far as um live as action. As far as live action. Right. Because he directed robots, right? Um yeah. Well the yeah, yeah the the, the, the animated, animated one, the fox one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but he was an animator on like seven or eight different um, Pixar projects before he got to robots and got a chance to work on robots separate from, you know, from Pixar. He's a good storyteller. I, I mean, I like robots a lot. I, it works really well. I think this movie, I think it was a better, I don't I'm saying the movie would would have fared better in the theater, not going against Toy Story 3, but I think that there's probably a, a more denser story, a more thorough story that could have been told through here. But again, how they still produce an 81-minute entertaining film, knowing it's probably shy about 15% of what it w- was intended. Sure. It's pretty remarkable, honestly. I mean, we've seen too many movies that have, well, shit, how many times have we talked about that? It's this town's way of fixing things, just throw more money at it. And all you're doing is just spending more money. You sure the fuck can make anything better. Right. Most of the time, that's true.
1: Yeah, I mean it's funny. Like I don't feel like, you know, it it's funny like there's I I feel like he got kind of the short end of the stick too. Because yeah, you know, if he was a more established director at that point, I, I don't know that the studio just kind of says, Fuck it and finish it. Nope, you don't get any more money, just finish it. <laughs> you know, they're not going to do that to like, they wouldn't do that to Gore Verbinski or someone of that ilk in 2010, you know? That's not going to happen. This movie also kind of reminds me, like, it's got shades. Like, if I had to tie this into another, weirdly, I had mentioned Wild Wild West earlier. Uh, It kind of has some Wild Wild West gadgetry, which I feel like there was probably at some point felt like when we saw those Gatlin guns come up on you know either side of the horse and rotate up yeah. I was waiting for more of that kind of shit which they probably that's probably something that got clipped when they figured out they weren't getting any more money after the set burned down right that kind of gadgetry I, I don't know because I'm not that familiar with Hex so I only know what we got in the 81 minutes and to me it was plenty <laughs> it was
0: perfect <laughs> there's a point last night where I get to the closing credits and I send you a, a picture <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, what? Well, apparently Matt LeBlanc was an executive producer on this. Now you see EP credits all the time, it's usually just a bone thing, but I was trying to figure out how did that happen? Well, as it turns out, when Friends ended, his he started a production company, and that's the company that ended up producing Joey, the spinoff for Friends. Well, co produced it. And obviously, Joey didn't last very long. They were still paying him because he was supposed to be doing it for three years. They did it for one, and he still was continuing to get paid. But because he had other projects that he wanted to do, and Warner Brothers wasn't down for it, Warner Brothers offered up for him to get the credit that he gets in this movie and a fee huh. just to just to close out the deal with his production company. So he's just kind of like, "Hey, I stole the rights to it as a producer, so I'm like, I got this credit." And the phenom's like, "Hey, right on!" <laughs> Typical Matt LeBlanc response to like, "Oh, fuck it, man! I'm I'm in this business long enough. I don't need the money, I don't need the credit. But if you want to give it to me, all right, I'll take that." Sure, excellent. That's your explanation as to why he's got an EP credit. So interesting. Yeah. Here's the thing: you can't go wrong with the movie. It's fun. No it's a yeah, fun it's, movie and i know some people like people hear the word fun and they go, oh that's just the that's that just means a, it a smoke and mirror covering. way of saying that it sucks yeah i that's not how i use the word i use the word fun meaning i had a good time watching this so fuck that <laughs> here's well, dude here's what i'm going to say there was a time 40 years
1: ago when almost every movie was if 80 minutes was long for a movie movies average between 60 i just watched detour and detour is 68 minutes long Uh, A lot of those noir movies, the classic noir movies that, that we've, you know, we've been watching, those things are 75 minutes and they're plenty, you know, they're not, movies don't have to be 90 minutes or 110 minutes, you know, to get your movie done. I mean, I know that people like that, but I think that's a thing that was also invented, like, you know for theaters and for how much money we're going to make in this and that and the other. Uh, look, if you right. can tell your story, obviously if you can tell your story in 81 minutes, I, I don't, I don't have any giant gaping questions about Jonah Hex. No, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not missing anything. I'm not, like, there's nothing that like is for me. I, I don't need you to explain to me uh, that there's something missing. I, I don't have those questions. So, right. you know, they right. pulled it off. I, I don't, again, I don't know why everyone hates this movie. I'm sure right. that, you know, People would let us know. You know,
0: maybe we'll get a bunch of emails. Who knows? Because even before semi hit play, you know, nobody that listens to this show regularly goes, oh, shit, they're going to go to No. <laughs> there's, like I said, there's other movies we've seen this year that we couldn't shut up about, like, with questions like, what the fuck is this? Right. Why was this? What lies Did beneath? It, I don't. <laughs> I, there's, yes, I have no problem with the choices made in this movie. Nah. None. And yes, I give even if you take away the asterisks of of limited production time because of what happened on, on during during the shoot, I don't care. There's no point from the opening credit until the end that I didn't know what was going on. Granted, nope. a lot they were they filled in the gaps really well because usually when you hear voiceover and it's and it's usually really shitty. Yes, and and, and there's too much of it. What they what what they had Josh do was perfect. It was just perfect. You want to know what it reminded me of? <laughs> don't say Silver
1: Bullet. No, it reminded me of Harrison Ford's voiceover in Blade Runner that they added. Right. Literally, because he's so low key, he's so nonchalant. He's just telling. He's telling right. it like it is. Right. It's like we're hearing his inner thoughts anyway, and he's not. You know, I mean, it doesn't distract me. It doesn't bother me. I don't feel like it's a cheap gimmick. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I can't imagine the movie without that, regardless of what happened or, or length. You know what I mean? Right. You know, for me, until you just mentioned it, I didn't even really think twice about it. It just seemed natural to me the same way that like, you know, when I try to watch Blade Runner without, the, uh, without Harrison's uh, narration, I'm like, what the fuck? I can't, it just, it's weird to me. I, I don't like the movie without, you know, without Deckard's.
0: Uh, yeah, I've never I finished the movie no, Anything, me neither. Any version of the movie that wasn't theatrical, I don't. I don't, I can't. I can't get through. Nope, me neither. I lose interest. I don't need a long version. I don't need a
1: version without the. Yeah, yeah. I don't need it either. I mean, and this is kind of the same way. I feel like you know, what Brolin is saying is perfect. The way he's saying it is perfect. Yep.
0: Okay.
1: Seems natural. It seems it filling in the gaps in a way that works for me because I don't need. I don't need to see all that shit. Like, he just told me, <laughs> which is also right. weird because usually I say, "Hey, look, show me, don't tell me." But in this case, I'm fine with what what I'm being told and what I'm seeing.
0: Right. Yeah. So again, yeah. exactly.
1: I don't think this movie's that bad. I don't think this movie's bad at all. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that yeah. bad. I'm just going
0: to say I don't think it's no, bad. No. <laughs> I think we both feel the same way. It's like we didn't say anything. It's funny because you were doing something that I, that I do sometimes if I happen to, it's rare that I watch the movie before you do and you did and we both, I think we both quietly have have done this for the other person where unless it was egregious, we're usually not bringing up any negative thing that happens in the movie until the other person's seen it. Right. And yes. this one, it was kind of like, it was. it was just, I don't know, incidental things. And then as soon as it happened, like there's something, I can't remember what it was that you said to me. And then when it happened in the movie, I'm like, oh, that's, that was clever. Yes. Yes. I said, at the head of this, you told me last night, if this was a minute longer, it'd be too much. Right.
1: That's kind of what, that, that's kind of all I said to you. I was like, you know, I didn't yeah. say, oh, and then they do this, and then there's this, you know? I mean, it, literally, I was like, it's either going to hit him like it hits me or it's going to hit him totally opposite. And, and that's fine too, because that, that, you know, either way, makes for an interesting episode <laughs> because again, right. it's been kind of fun. Cause I feel like over the last couple of months, we've both, we've done movies that, you know, that w- both of us haven't seen like, and this one right. we both hadn't seen until, right. you know, I mean, I, I only had a two week <laughs> head start on you because I literally was just watching weird, you know, just watching shit. And I was like, Oh, you know what fucking Jonah Hanks came up with my recommendations. And I'm like, Oh fuck, that's not that bad.
0: <laughs> and that's when I hit you up. I was like, dude, this is another availability thing too. We had to juggle. We had to juggle this one, <laughs> right? This wouldn't necessarily be the. We wouldn't be leading with this. We have two more movies that aren't the last movie. The last movie's chosen. Whether or no, we're we're both that one's. It's firmly in place. It's not going anywhere. But the second and third one, those might change over the next couple of days. So we don't. <laughs> it just right. depends. It depends. But I think it's funny is all the movies that we just mentioned that we've hadn't seen. Before we recorded those episodes, we were all for the same reason why we had never seen them. Yeah, totally. They were, they were all because of bad word of mouth.
1: Yeah, they were just maligned, much maligned, you know, by yeah. people who, you know, yeah. people either who we do respect their opinions and, and, and their, you know, their contemporaries of us, or it was, there was just so many people like in, saying it's terrible, it's this, it's that. Also, I want to say when it came out, dude, it wasn't in theaters long enough for me to go see it. And in in 2010, I was still fucking hitting theaters. And I wasn't going to buy it because I'm not a comic book person. I don't buy movies just because it's a comic book. I was never, like I said, I've never read a Jonah Hex comic. But do I like the movie? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't know that I would like the comic. And I don't care. I'm not going to find out. I'm just going to enjoy the movie for what it was. Right. It's not going to you know, sway me one way or the other. I mean, I already like it.
0: (laughs) Right. Like when, when you think about this, when this movie came out, right? It came out, uh, June, June 16th, 2010. It got, and I'm surprised they didn't dump this fucker in January. Like, <laughs> to me, it would have made a lot of sense. So it tells me that those shoots and those edits went way past. They said, you know we can't release oh, this in 2011. We got to do it now. I
1: think they were still finishing up the movie. They missed the January. If they wanted to release it in January 2010, I think they missed it because I think they were still doing reshoots and stuff. You know, and again, I don't remember what else came out that summer, but, you know, it just seems like one of those movies back in the day where they're like, yeah, well... Here's the window. Let's cross our fingers and see what happens. You know, it's funny because I feel like Brolin hadn't totally become the guy who he hadn't become a go-to guy yet at in 2010 either, because there's a, there's a world that this movie, this version of this movie came out in 2016, 2017, you know, sometime after Sicario. I mean, maybe, maybe people feel different about it. Maybe it was, maybe it would have been a hit.
0: I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, it's for now. It's available on Prime. Who knows? Because just watch is thing it's going away soon. It may be already gone by the time you hear this. Who knows? But I got a feeling it's going to pop up somewhere else. Maybe maybe Max will get around and start putting it on their own fucking streamer. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I was shocked when I went back today to watch it, and it was on it was on Prime and not on Max because I would have sworn it was on Max. But yep. Mm-hmm. But look, this thing this might this might end up like on Tubi. This this seems like the perfect place. Like you know, if it, if it turned up on Tubi or Pluto or Freebie, it wouldn't shock me.
0: Right, then that's that's fair. Anyway, it, it's not what you think. <laughs> it's
1: not. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was. Uh, like I said, I was <laughs> I was waiting. I kept waiting for the wheels to fall off. Like, okay, where does this movie? <laughs> why, where does this movie turn into that movie that everybody keeps telling me about? That you know is fucking yeah. unwatchable piece of shit. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Again, it tells me whoever's barking about it didn't see it. That's just my feeling.
1: Yeah. That's like the next time anybody says anything to me about Jonah Hacks, I'm
0: just going to say, did you see it? Be honest. (laughs) I'm going to quiz him. Tell me what your least favorite thing about it is. That's what you got to say. Where's
1: Lance Reddick? What's your least
0: favorite thing about the movie? What happens with the snow globes? (laughs) Tell me about the snow globe. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, so there you go. So if you, this is a good start to the month because, well, you know, let's just say that it's a it's a reboot. This is episode's a reboot. Hey, man, look, if you don't like Jonah Hex, you probably
1: really wouldn't like the other movie, (laughs) then. Or maybe you would. Maybe maybe
0: maybe you and I are just fucked up. I don't know. No, that's not true. You know how I know because it's a failed franchise. Correct. That's all I know because there's not a part two. Dude, I oh never mind that's for another day Who <laughs> I never thought we'd ever gonna have a silver bullet like episode but sure the fuck it seems like we do all right yeah. there you go so if you, <laughs> you want to follow us on the socials it's at karate pod on twitter insta and letterbox you follow Corey and letterbox at Corey underscore Culp, and on insta it's culper 97 and if you'd like to support the show on patreon it's patreon.com slash karate pod if you like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll Thirty Three on Instagram,
1: or you could follow me at Quentin Turnbull at Letterbox.com. That's Quentin Turnbull.
0: He's not the one buried in the ground; he's the one buried at sea. So to speak. Correct. He's the one wearing the snow globe in his ass.